Welcome to it. Welcome to Inside the Yard. Brett Hollander and Jeff Arnold. And Jeff, we have a special guest today. We're just rattling off great guests right now. And a, a person who's really captured the interest of Orioles fans, rookie right-hander Dean Kramer. Uh, Jeff, what's been your biggest takeaway of Dean so far? Two starts, two really good starts versus the Yankees. I think his poise and his ability to adjust and to take maybe one inning where it doesn't go quite the way he wants it to and to get things back on track next time out. You know, he had a long second inning in his first start. He had a long first inning in his second start. But after that, he, he locked in. He made pitches when he needed to. I thought he executed his stuff really well. I like his cutter so far. I think that pitch, which he really spent a lot of time working on, has looked really good. And you, you see the work paying off. I thought the way he mixed in his curveball after he was trying to find the feel for it in game two. Now he eventually got it and then was getting some swings and misses on it. I thought it was really cool to watch as well. He's got a lot of upside. He pitches with a lot of confidence, and it's, it's fun to watch him go out and work. I think he could be a really good starter for the Orioles for a long time. Yeah, and I think you'll be able to tell our audience, Will, uh, in this conversation we have coming up that, that he's just a very soft-spoken, cerebral guy, and I think that really jumps out to me. Yeah, he's really smart, and he definitely understands what he wants to do when he's on the mound. He's big into the tech and the data and the information, but he's also got an old-school vibe to him as well where he's, he's like, I need to understand how to do the sequencing properly and to do all the little things that are required to be able to pitch well. And so I think it's a nice blend of old-school and new-school, taking a little bit of each to go along with great natural stuff, which makes him exciting to watch each time he's out there. Well, let's get to it. Let's get to 24-year-old Dean Kramer on Inside the Yard. A very special guest joins us right now on Inside the Yard. He is the Orioles' hotshot right-hander, a pitching prospect, and a rookie who's often running his big league career. Dean Kramer is with us right now. And, Dean, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. Well, tell us about it. First two starts, two starts against the Yankees of all teams, and you've gone 11 innings, two earned runs with 14 strikeouts. You couldn't have drawn it up any better than this. No, you're right. Um, I mean, I'm pretty happy with the way it's gone so far. Um, I mean, the Yankees are, are a pretty powerful squad they got over there between their bullpen their, and, and their, their hitters. They're all pretty powerful, and, and facing the same lineup twice isn't, isn't the most ideal situation, especially coming up. Um, but I'm, I'm happy it went well. When you face a team in back-to-back -back games, and it's a team like the Yankees, how do you go about game planning the second time and making sure that you can produce results as good as the first time? So it's, it's about – so depending on, obviously, how the first one went, you take what worked in that one and incorporate it into the next one and then kind of start out that way. And if you need to adjust during the game, then then you, you do because they also make adjustments. Dean, a lot has been made about your slider or cut fastball that you've been working on. Uh, you know, really when you came over to Baltimore, everyone said, you got to see this guy's breaking ball. You got to see his curveball. Uh, it's an old-fashioned 12-6. That will be his pitch that takes him to wherever. But you've continued to work on your overall arsenal. Tell us about the addition of that pitch. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's been in the back pocket for 
a couple years now, not necessarily the same as it is now, but um, this year during quarantine, I definitely got, I, I took advantage of the fact that I was home and I was already built up. So I, I was just going out there and, and facing live hitters um, every week and, and trying to work on that specific thing and trying to get what I want out of it. In terms of how you use the tech and, you know, Edutronics and Rapsodo and, and things like that, how much importance does that technology have in helping you refine pitches and making sure that your pitches are as sharp as you want them to be? Yeah, so it, it helps you try to figure out what you do well, what you don't do well. Um, I mean, I like that stuff for like a general sense, like, hey, uh, your fastball has good carry. You'll it'll play more often at the top of the zone, and your breaking ball, when it bounces in front of the plate, doesn't work. But if you put it on the back of the plate, it works better. Um, so I, I definitely like it in that sense. And you can kind of figure out the shape you want, and and it gives you immediate feedback to to what you're going for. Um, but I'm also a little bit old school in a sense that I like the tunneling and sequencing correctly and because I think that that matters just a, a little bit more, especially when it comes to pitching and not just throwing. It was interesting, Dean. After your first start, uh, you were told, I think I actually asked a question that Michael Elias said, and he never speaks this way, that you were, quote, knocking on the door. And you said, I, I try not to play general manager in my head, which I think is actually brilliant because I think for most humans, we're always kind of calculating – well, if this happens, uh, what does that mean for me, my career, you know, and you're kind of thinking a few chess pieces ahead. How hard is it not to hear those comments? And did you have any sense you would be getting the call? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely guilty of, of – I try. Like I said, I try not to play GM. <laughs> but but uh, I'm definitely guilty of doing it. I see the moves that go up there, that, that go on up there, and you're like, okay, maybe, but I don't want to get my hopes up. Uh, most important thing is like keep my head down and, and working hard and getting what I want out of my stuff. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I, I thought maybe there was a chance, but I mean, again, it, it's not for sure. And, and I don't want to get my hopes up and, and uh, I mean, I'm, I'm happy it happened. How well did the alternate site prepare you for pitching in big league games? There's no minor league season this year. So obviously you have to get a little creative in how you keep your, prospects and guys who you feel like might come up ready but, but how right. well did that experience prepare you um i i think i think it was a pretty i i don't want to say it was an easy transition but it was it wasn't too bad i mean yes you're playing another team uh up here but down there you're facing the same seven guys over and over again and and if you can get psyched up to to do that um then i think this when you're facing like actual people that you don't know is a lot easier. Who impressed you offensively in the alternate site? Uh, Adley puts together pretty good at bats. Um, Dilson is a pretty good hitter. Uh, McKenna had some good swings. Um, who's down there? Did you ever face Mountcastle when you guys were together down there? Yeah, I faced him one at bat. Um, before he went up, uh, I mean, he, he swung at the first pitch and hit it in play. So, I mean, it wasn't, wasn't much of an at-bat. <laughs> Wanted to ask you a little bit about your, your story. And we, we did a radio interview where we talked a little bit about this. But 
you didn't pitch a lot in, in high school. You were mostly an outfielder. So how does the transition go from being mostly an outfielder to high school to being a pitcher in junior college? So I wasn't really recruited out of high school uh, other than to this one junior college that I ended up going to. Um, but two weeks into that, I came in as like a two-way because I saw I, I could potentially have uh, some stuff on the mound. But I mean, again, I was only throwing like 83, 84 miles an hour. I was small. I was a smaller guy. I, was, I, I graduated at like 5'11", 145 pounds. So, I mean, to their credit, who knew? Um, but two weeks into two weeks into being at Delta, um, they're like, yeah, you, you can't really hit. You, you swing a wet newspaper. So uh, you go hang out with the pitchers from now on. And then from then <laughs> on, it was just it was just me pitching. Tell me about your experience at UNLV. Uh, first of all, do, what is that college experience like? Are, do, do, do students go to the strip? I mean, like, what is that experience like? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's not what you'd expect. Um, there, my, my apartment was like, we lived, we lived like, 15 minutes away from school, which was relatively close compared to everybody else. Everybody lived, lived at least 25, 30 minutes away. Vegas oh. is a really big city. Um, and the school is like five minutes down the street from the strip. Um, but most, most people that live in Vegas don't ever go to the strip because it's always crowded. There's a lot of strange people. Um, and it's, it's super busy all the time. Um, but for the baseball side, it was it was good to get out there. It was my first time living away from home. Um, I definitely think I needed that maturity step uh, before thinking about pro ball. And uh, no, I, I I enjoyed my time out there. I also so wasn't twenty one yet, so that that's helps. probably a good thing. Yeah. yeah. You you said you were like one hundred forty pounds when you you got out of high school. How did you? put on weight like what was the process for you know kind of transforming yourself physically to to what you are right now um so every year I've kind of gone up a little bit my so I spent two years at at Delta and I think I left there at like 165 pounds 170 pounds maybe um but that was my first time ever being in the weight room I didn't lift in high school or anything like that it's my first time being in the weight room uh we had the weighted ball program that we did um, so I definitely think all of those helped uh, kind of get me to where I am now. I want to go back to the 2018 deadline trade uh, that sent you and four others to Baltimore. And I, mean, I think there's a real chance sometime next season that four players that came to Baltimore in that trade could all be on the Orioles 26 man roster, assuming that's what the number is uh, next year. So as time has gone on here, uh, the trade is looking you know, better and better, and you might be, uh, in the end, the big piece. Uh, what was your reaction to it? Did it catch you totally by surprise? What was your sense of it? You were having a great season uh, pitching the Dodgers organization. Yeah, so I got moved up, I think, July 1st. And then my first double-A outing with the, the Dodgers was July 5th. Um, threw well, then didn't pitch for two weeks, but I kept getting skip-started. And so I was after the first one, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Um, I haven't gotten one all season. They were talking about doing one and I was like, okay, whatever. Uh, then the next one, 
next time around a few days later they're like hey we're skip starting you again <laughs> and then i was like oh, okay well, that's a, that sounds a little bit weird uh and then on the third time that i was supposed to pitch i think it was july 17th or 18th um that's when uh we we got the boot to uh to baltimore um the trade it was it was bittersweet i mean all the guys i came up with i mean i still talk to them today i mean it was sad leaving um but i mean i was i was happy i was getting the opportunity with another club um that needed the help and uh hopefully who knows what i would be if i was if i was still with them could have been stuck in double a for the next four years or could have been debuted last year or this year who knows um but i mean I, i wouldn't change how i got here final one for me dean when you made your debut and you step on the mound and you're facing the yankees and there's nobody in the stands like what are you feeling when you're out on the mound? Because it's, it's 2020 is a, a weird year to make a debut. Right. Um, so I, I redshirted my first year of junior college. I didn't pitch. I pitched uh, five innings every Monday for inner squad against our si- starting lineup. And I mean, small junior college in Stockton, California, we, we didn't, didn't really have many people and nobody came to the inner squad. So it kind of reminded me of that time. Um, I was like, if you can get pumped up to play in front of no one, then, I mean, playing in front of people will be a lot better. Dean, now we're going to do what we call our fun five questions. I'm going to ask you five questions off the beaten path. You just give me your first answer. Uh, uh, what was your favorite minor league city to play in, whether you were a member of that team or just to travel to? Uh, I actually really enjoyed Rancho, Rancho Cucamonga. Um, it's like 40 minutes outside of LA off days were great. You go to the beach. Um, I mean, I spent a year and a half there, so it was, a uh, it was ideal. What's your favorite baseball movie? Ooh, I don't know. I don't really watch many baseball movies, surprisingly. Uh, probably major league. Major league is a good one. That is a good one. What was your high school batting average your senior year? I want to say in the low threes. I want to say I think so, either high twos or low threes. I mean, I didn't hit I didn't hit for power by any means. Lots of singles over the second baseman said. <laughs> What's the uh, who's the most influential baseball person in your life? That's a tough question. I don't know. I can't think of one off the top of my head. Do you have any superstitions? No, I don't. Um, I, I'm, I'm a little weird. Uh, I don't believe in the superstition kind of stuff. Uh, cause I think every day is different than the last. You're not going to feel the same. It's never going to come out the same out of your hand. So, I mean, you can do, you can do what you want, but I mean, you're not always guaranteed that it's going to be the same. Those are the fun five questions with Dean Kramer. Uh, Dean, we appreciate so much. Congratulations on your start. It's been really fun to watch. Thank you very much. Well, that's the Dean Machine, Dean Kramer. Jeff, that what we're calling it now, the Dean Machine. That's what that's what it's going to be called. Or we, it's between that or a Seinfeld joke. We, we haven't decided yet. <laughs> I will say I did love the classic Cosmo Kramer picture that someone inserted. <clears throat> excuse me, Dean Kramer's face with that. It was amazing. Phenomenal. As two two old Seinfeld fans, uh, that was amazing. Absolutely incredible. Anytime you can put somebody's face on the Kramer, that's 
that's definitely great to see from that great Seinfeld episode, which I could probably quote that episode from the start, but I don't want to subject anyone to that. And by the way, I think our friend Kevin Brown's been saying giddy up after a Kramer strikeout. <laughs> I think he has, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Well, Dean, that was a lot of fun. Uh, we thank him for joining us. Uh, the Orioles start their final homestand of the regular season as we record this on Monday. Obviously, it's coming on Tuesday. A tough homestand, to say the least. We'll see, Jeff, if they can get their bats going uh, against uh, some really tough competition. Yeah, that's the thing is they they had a couple of games on that road trip where they could have won. You know, they, they played a bunch of close games and they just couldn't quite put the at-bats together. I thought the quality of at-bats on Sunday was better than it was Saturday. And then on, on Friday, I just, you know, when you face Garrett Cole, it's, it's really tough. And Masahiro Tanaka is also somebody that's a really good pitcher. And it, the Orioles didn't have a, a simple task ahead of them when they were in the Bronx, you know, facing some really good arms. And Jordan Montgomery is somebody that the Yankees are pretty high on as well and started against them on Saturday. And then you got that bullpen too. It's not exactly fun to be looking at that group at the very end of the game. So they had their work cut out for them, and it was kind of disappointing how it, how it finished up. But you're hopeful that you can put good quality at-bats together against Atlanta because you know that they're, they're going to be in for a nice test against the Braves, who have been one of the National League's best teams this year. Yeah, they are a very good club. All right, that does it for this edition of Inside the Yard. Jeff, that was a lot of fun. For Jeff Arnold, I'm Brett Hollander. Everyone have a great week and enjoy the baseball. 